Hi, we've got two stories from Curiosity.com, plus a well-researched answer to a listener question to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about a new scale to help you figure out if news about aliens is legit and how to break a bad habit by focusing on the three R's. Hint, I'm not talking about reading, writing, and arithmetic. We'll top off today's Sunday episode with a sprinkle of curiosity, where Ashley digs into a question from an awesome listener like you. That's right. Today's question comes from Tobias from Norway, who wants to know why non-dairy milks like soy milk and almond milk are called milk and not juice. Stay tuned for the answer. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Ashley, have you ever listened to the original War of the Worlds broadcast? I haven't. That, you just gave me a goal. I need to do that. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I mean, it's Orson Welles. Yeah. Right? So it's phenomenal. Right. I, it's been a while. I think I was required to listen to it in journalism school. That's cool. Just because. Yeah. And for the listener that doesn't know, The War of the Worlds is a radio broadcast performed by Orson Welles. There was an adaptation of H.G. Wells' novel, The War of the Worlds, and it became really famous for allegedly causing mass panic, although the scale of the panic is disputed. Yes, media outlets seem to have overblown what actually happened. But the idea was that people thought that aliens were really invading Earth. Right. And again, we're not saying that many people believed it, but that's kind of how the, the, legend, the legend goes. Yeah, yeah exactly. And there's a piece of radio history for you, but we're not going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about what happens if scientists do think we've made contact with aliens, because we may not believe that alien invasions are real if we hear them on the radio these days, but social media is a thing, right? And social media can blow even the tiniest story way out of proportion, right? So what do you do if you see some tweets? How are you supposed to even know if you should be paying attention with all the noise out there? Well, fortunately, you've come to the right place. The next time the science world starts buzzing about aliens, you can look for this updated scale to help you figure out whether you should be paying attention. It's called the Rio Scale 2.0, and it measures how close a piece of scientific research comes to finding alien life. The higher the mark, the more you should pay attention. The Rio Scale was first developed in 2001, and it just got an update for our social media-saturated world. The scale ranges from zero for no evidence to 10 for the most extraordinary evidence. And scientists can publish or tweet the Rio scale along with their findings. Hopefully, responsible journalists will also do the same thing. That means us. You can learn more about the updated Rio scale at the International Journal of Astrobiology, and you can find that in our full write-up, which we actually posted Saturday on Curiosity.com and on the Curiosity app for Android and iOS. Cody, when's the last time you broke a bad habit? The, the one that comes to mind is when I uninstalled a certain game from my phone. Oh. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. It was it was painful, but probably not as painful as wasting even more hours playing it. Yeah. I'm I'm a very fidgety person. I'll like mess it my hair or like chew my nails and stuff. So I've I kind of go from habit to habit to habit. Like if I stop doing one thing, then I have to make up for it by doing another thing. But right now I'm pretty good. I'm pretty, pretty even keel. Not a lot of fidgeting. You say chew your nails and not bite your nails? I don't know. I chew, I bite them. That is an awful, I don't like that phrase. <laughs> Sorry. I, I bite my nails. <laughs> I don't know why it bothers me. We'll have to make a new whiteboard. We've got a whiteboard yeah. by our desks of words that one of our old coworkers really disliked. She had a lot of them. There were, there are like 30 on there. Yeah. All right. I'm going to start one and it's going to be chewing on nails. A, All the right. full phrase. Perfect. You can chew on anything else, but. Not on nails. <laughs> Not on nails. <laughs> well, if you're itching to break a bad habit, like chewing on your nails, then today, <laughs> oh, <gross. laughs> then today we've got an idea for you. 
These come from author and self-proclaimed ideas advocate James Clear, who writes about the three R's, reminder, routine, and reward. You might also hear the reminder called a trigger or a cue, but then you mess up the alliteration. So we're going to stick with reminder for this explanation. Reminder, routine, and reward is kind of like a habit loop. You might hear a phone ring, reminder, you answer the phone, routine, and you talk to the person on the other end, reward. Huge chunks of your day follow this pattern too, not just bad habits. So how do you break the cycle? The key is swapping out that middle R, routine. Let's say you want to stop smoking. Well, good luck just not getting that urge or reminder that you want to smoke, right? But let's say that reminder is that you smoke after your lunch break. Well, if you usually eat lunch at your desk, try eating in the kitchen or the cafeteria instead to set up a new reminder that's not associated with the routine of smoking. For starting new good habits, try weaving your new habit into your everyday life. Do that by tacking it onto something familiar that'll act as a reminder. Reminders are good because habits are almost on autopilot in your brain. A habit's reminder sets off an automatic domino effect in the brain, so you don't even have to give it any thought. This means that old habits die hard, but it also implies that good habits can last forever. And by the way, if any of this sounds familiar, it's because we touched on this habit-changing strategy in our full-length Curiosity podcast interview with author David DeSalvo. It's a bit of a paradox, right? Everything we do requires us to rely on our brains, obviously. But at the same time, the same incredible organ that is the embodiment of all these amazing abilities also embodies this set of biases and thinking distortions and really, frankly, delusions that can lead us astray and frequently do. So we have to always balance between our reliance on the amazing capabilities of our brains while also acknowledging that there's these tremendous drawbacks. We'll put a link to that full episode in our show notes. And if you like our longer shows, then please consider supporting this show on Patreon. We're producing new feature-length interviews available exclusively for our Patreon supporters, and we've got some other cool free stuff on our page as well. Visit patreon.com slash curiosity.com, all spelled out, for more info. Support for Curiosity Daily comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, who are excited to introduce their all-new Rate Shield approval. If you're in the market to buy a home, Rate Shield approval is a real game changer, and here's why. First, Quicken Loans will lock your rate for up to 90 days while you shop. But here's the crucial part. If rates go up, your rate stays the same. But if rates go down, your rate also drops. Either way, you win. It's the kind of thinking you would expect from America's largest mortgage lender. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com. We got an email with this question from Tobias. Quote, I was Googling milk memes today and came across a good one. I'm so glad you were Googling <laughs> milk memes. There is no such thing as soy milk, only juice. I was thinking, that actually sounds true. Rice milk, soy milk, almond milk, isn't it all juice? Or why is it called milk? Unquote. Great question, Tobias. That's a question that a lot of people have been fighting over here in the United States, in fact. More on that in a second. There's no definitive source on why people call these concoctions milk, but it's pretty clear that we call them milk because, well, they look like milk. We generally assume milk is white and creamy and juice is clear and sweet, regardless of the source. Coconuts are a great illustration of this. You call the clear fluid that comes from the coconut coconut water, the thick, creamy substance made from shredded coconut, coconut cream, and the white fluid made from the combination of the two, coconut milk. They're all named for what they look like. We do this with all sorts of stuff, especially in vegan and vegetarian circles. Non-dairy creamer, vegan cheese, veggie burgers, mushroom leather. I particularly like this tweet from Kenji Lopez-Alt of the Food Lab at Serious Eats. It's a little harsher than we like to get on the podcast, so I'll paraphrase a little. 
for all the people who try and argue that almond milk needs a different name because milk comes from a cow, you better come up with a new name for peanut butter, stat. Still, government regulations have specific definitions for what is and isn't milk. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration defines milk as the lacteal secretion practically free from colostrum obtained by the complete milking of one or more healthy cows. Mmm, delicious? That's hot. <laughs> On the other hand, it defines juice as the aqueous liquid expressed or extracted from one or more fruits or vegetables. Those definitions pretty clearly put soy milk in the juice camp. The problem is that the FDA hasn't been enforcing that definition, but last month they announced that they plan to bring the hammer down. They can't just change what they've been doing willy-nilly, though. It'll probably take a few years to even come to an official decision. But someday, Americans at least, might not be able to call it soy milk. So cheers to your soy juice latte. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Do you drink your lattes with soy milk? No, I'm dairy all the way. I It tastes better in my opinion, but I, if I really want to cut my calories, I'll go with almond milk. Interesting. An almond milk latte can taste all right, depending. You know what the real life hack is? What's that? If I want a vanilla latte, but I don't want vanilla syrup to create that vanilla flavor, then you just make a regular latte with vanilla soy milk. Whoa. Not all coffee shops offer that, but this is a Cody Goff original <laughs> pro tip. We've not written about this on curiosity.com. I am just watching out for my fellow caffeine lovers. Wow, you're just full of, of golden nuggets of information. <laughs> <laughs> Read about these stories and more today on curiosity.com. Join us again tomorrow for the Curiosity Daily and learn something new in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network.